Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's finally here. The Macy's Friends and Family Sale with an extra 30% off gifts they'll love. Get an extra 25% off kids' designer looks from Calvin Klein and more. Plus an extra 25% off Samsonite and Delcy luggage. With great prices from your favorite brands, Macy's has all the best deals you can't miss this weekend. And don't forget, Macy's card and coupon holders get 15% off beauty products they'll love this season. Visit Macy's.com to find great holiday deals today. You're listening to The Underground. The stakes certainly couldn't be much higher. With a possible government shutdown looming, President Trump today welcomed to the White House congressional leaders from both sides of the aisle and Defense Secretary Jim Mattis. We want to address that. An effort to avoid a government shutdown and to bridge a political span that some would argue rivals the size of the Grand Canyon. President Trump is set to meet here at the White House tomorrow with top congressional leaders. But in the meantime, Republicans have yet to reach an agreement over their strategy. They all want to buy time to finish tax reform, but they disagree agree on how to approach the next deadline, December 22nd, in order to avoid a shutdown right before Christmas. GOP leaders have been meeting with the... Believe it or not, we could be just days away from another government shutdown and possible default for the U.S. Two big deadlines approaching. That's right, George. And it is a real mess. House Republicans are set today to finally pass a bill. It could happen. The Democrats uh, are really looking at something that is very dangerous for our country. The Democrats maybe will want to shut down the country because they want Once again, the American people have to suffer the egos and power plays of politicians in Washington, D.C., as we hear the saber rattling about a government shutdown. But make no mistake, it isn't about a government shutting down. It's about politicians holding the government hostage for political purposes. Elected politicians on both sides of the aisle, Nancy Pelosi and Chucky Schumer on the left, Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell on the right, they all have political agendas that can actually play out at this moment in time with the threat of a government shutdown. Pelosi and Schumer would like to pack any piece of legislation that affects um, budgetary procedures with, with spending bills. Um, there's a lot of talk about spending for disaster areas in California and Florida. Those I can almost stomach. But when you start digging into proposals that they want, you, you see things for pet projects, earmarks, and pork. These are things that usually get negotiated away when there's time to negotiate, but you can jam through when you're threatening to shut down the government. On the flip side, 
Republicans would like to see the elimination of a lot of these pork projects and the insertion of their own. Republicans are not without blame when it comes to pork and wasteful spending. But they'd also like to see the end of sequestration, which for at least eight years of the Obama administration hobbled our military and our, and our military readiness and capabilities. That's something we would like to see removed. Nevertheless, there are agendas on both sides of the political aisle that a quote-unquote shutdown of government could bring to a boil. One of the big things on the left side of the aisle, one of the big issues about this government shutdown and, and being able to affect it, is the balance of power in the U.S. Senate. Democrats would be hitting a pause button until they can get one more vote in the Senate with the victory of Doug Jones over Roy Moore. As an aside, Jones's victory over Moore was nothing short of a political assassination by the progressive left's propaganda machine against Roy Moore. Whether Roy Moore is guilty or not of the accusations that he was accused of, he never had a day in court where he could defend himself against the accusations leveled against him. There was no adjudication. This adjudication came in a knee-jerk and very partisan and very biased decision in the mainstream media. Democrats jumped on it and hammered it home in advertising campaigns across Alabama from north to south, east to west. And when you look at the demographics, it was suburban women who did not show out, who usually vote Republican, that actually did Roy Moore in. So, bravo, progressive left. You couldn't win by throwing a ton of money at an election in Georgia, but you won with your typical sex smear campaigns in Alabama. Way to go. But I digress. The balance of power in the U.S. Senate going forward is very important. With the election of Doug Jones, it's 51 to 49 in the Republicans' favor. This makes it one vote less that Republicans have to do one of the key things that this Republican Congress simply must do, and that's repealing Obamacare lock, stock, and barrel. It was hard enough with left-leaning Republicans like Susan Collins and political opportunists like John McCain, who for myriad reasons that have nothing to do with what's good for the people of the United States voted against the repeal of Obamacare, just simply the repeal. A repeal of Obamacare would have forced Democrats to come to the table to try to recraft something that would actually save a little bit of the intent of that legislation. It would have forced them to come to the negotiating table, and Republicans completely missed that. They completely missed that, especially Mr. McCain, Collins, and the rest of the Republicans that voted against this. They needed to repeal it to force the negotiation. Now, they're one vote less in the Senate with the victory of Doug Jones over Roy Moore, and that's one vote less that they have to try to repeal Obamacare. As an aside, what would be brilliant here, and, and I don't know if the Republicans have the brilliance to do this because they continue at every step to prove that they really don't think moving forward, they don't think down the line, and they certainly don't know how to message strategy. They should attach an automatic repeal to Obamacare. Everything about it, an automatic, complete repeal of Obamacare that would happen 
automatically if the government were to be shut down by Democrat actions. All they would have to say is if the government ceases, then Obamacare sunsets. They could at least do it with the individual mandate, which would hobble the law. Putting a trigger that would kill Obamacare in front of any government shutdown affected for literally political purposes by the left would keep the left from shutting down government, now wouldn't it? We also have to look at the lie of the hobbling of the nation. When you look at the mainstream media, uh, listen to CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, PBS, uh, to a certain extent Fox News, you hear that if the government shuts down, our country is paralyzed. People won't be able to go to federal parks. Federal services will cease. Federal employees' paychecks won't be issued. Nothing will go forward. Everything will be horrible. Christmas will be ruined. Well, we've seen in times past when government has shut down, I believe the number was 16 days last time, that it's really not that true. Yes, federal parks closed. That means services on federal parks closed. You know, the people own federal land. If you want to walk on the mall in Washington, D.C., you can. When Mr. Obama had his, had his government shut down, he made security go out to the World War II memorial and, and the Vietnam memorials and the Lincoln memorial and, and obstruct people from walking on those public walkways. That didn't have to happen. He was exacting political pain. While you may not be able to go into structures that actually close and lock at the end of day, you can still walk at the reflecting pond. You can still walk up to the Lincoln Memorial. You may not be able to buy something at the shop, but boo-hoo. If you go to Lincoln Memorial, you should be thinking about the words carved on the wall and the man sitting in the chair and not whether you can get a trinket. When you go to the Vietnam Memorial, you should be looking at the names on the wall and not whether you can buy a t-shirt at a vendor stand. So the idea that these federal parks and these national monuments, just a box is erected around them so that you can't see them or experience them, that's simply not true. Federal services, in the form of social security checks and, and things like that, yeah, it, they get delayed. And that's where our voice needs to be projected as, as the people. Federal employees' paychecks, yes, they get delayed too, and that's where their voices have to take place. We apply pressure on the people who are trying to shut down government because they owe us what is due in Social Security checks and federal payroll checks. They owe this to us. It's not something that they give us out of the kindness of their hearts. These are paychecks and, and checks of compensation. As a matter of fact, these things in, in this day and age of information technology and, and, and the Internet and electronic banking should be automatic. You shouldn't need a paper pusher to actually stamp something to get these things done. So once again, we have an inept government not serving the people correctly. That said, the hobbling of the nation, not even close. Private enterprise, which is what our nation was built on, continues Shops will be open. Federal taxes will still be collected, by the way, so that part of government isn't shut down. If you go to buy something for Christmas and there's a government shutdown, they won't stop taking your federal taxes. 
they'll take those and they'll still go to the government. It's just that one-way flow from the government back to the people that gets shut down. So not so much of a government shutdown when it comes to extracting money from your paycheck or from what you spend in the form of federal taxes. So we have to understand in all of this what the real cause of politicians being able to hold government hostage is. And this is simple. The budget process has become this gigantic behemoth omnibus spending budgeting pile of paper that has to touch everything that government does. It was never set up that way. In the beginning, it was set up that every department had its own budget and it would go before Congress for appropriations. Our budgetary process at the federal level does not need to be in a gigantic one-size-fits-all, one-huge-behemoth piece of documentation that covers all budgetary matters. We could hack it up and do it department by department, agency by agency. Politicians have sought to roll it all into one package because they can insert earmarks and pork and perks and, and little pet projects in there, like the turtle tunnels we talked about before for Nancy Pelosi's district. Those poor turtles, they need that tunnel to get across the highway, don't you know? And by being able to roll all of these nefarious things that usually, when you look at them, are a complete waste of taxpayer dollars and not mandated by the Constitution by any stretch of the imagination, by being able to have these giant behemoth budgetary processes, politicians can hide these things into the budget. Who's going to read 7,000 pages of a budget besides a think tank that nobody actually reads reports from? about wasteful spending. This is also how politicians get cover for voting for ridiculous things like Nancy Pelosi's turtle tunnels. If the bill is attached to military spending, how could they say they won't vote for it because of the turtle tunnel? Well, you know, I had to, otherwise we we can't get we can't get federal funding for our, for our men and women in uniform. I I had to vote for the turtle tunnel. It's it's simply ridiculous. So this is how politicians get cover for voting for incredibly wasteful things, incredibly wasteful spending. It's because they tuck it all into these giant, all-inclusive budgetary processes, budgetary pieces of legislation, and then they get cover for voting for ridiculous things because they voted for the good thing that my constituents wanted. My constituents elected me to vote for this, so I did. Well, I also voted for a turtle tunnel, so there you go. So what can be done about this? What can, what can be done about, about the constant threat of government shutdown because of the budgetary process? What can be done about, about people being able to tuck pet projects into behemoth spending bills uh, out of view from the regular citizen, the regular taxpayer? Well, it's, it's pretty much simple. Dispense with the omnibus budgeting. If we make Congress appropriate individual budgets and, and do it according to constitutional mandate, prioritize it according to constitutional mandate, not only are we going to have a more efficient budget process in the federal government, both proposal and, and appropriation, but we're going, to, we're going to cut wasteful spending. The Constitution mandates that we take care of the military doesn't mandate turtle tunnels for Nancy Pelosi. So we would have to address 
the military first because that's the common defense. It's named and pointed out and enshrined and codified in the U.S. Constitution. Military would be taken care of first out of the budget. Then according to priority, constitutional priority, and how each agency and department serves the American people, we would take those different budgets in order. Suddenly we'd be able to hit a level where the average person, the average taxpayer, could say, you know what? We, we just ran out of taxpayer money for fiscal year 2018. Maybe we should stop spending. Politicians would then, because they would be bringing each budget up, they would either learn, they have to learn how to budget between the budgets, or they would have to learn how to cut things. This brings me to another, another gigantic point, and it moves just beyond the budgetary process into the legislative process, but it certainly applies to the budgetary process. We need to affect standalone legislation at the federal level. We need to mandate it in the U.S. Constitution. I know everybody wants to talk about amendments to the Constitution. Um, term limits is, is one that a lot of people talk about. And Before, I didn't really believe in them because I had somebody, and I had Henry Hyde as a representative. I, I wanted to keep sending him back. But after seeing what's happened with the Republican Party and what's happened in Washington, D.C. with career politicians and, and the fact that both sides tend to look a lot alike when it comes down to some very real issues facing our country. I think term limits is a its day has come. But standalone legislation diminishes the need for term limits, and this is why. It puts every politician on record for voting for or against individual pieces of legislation. Nancy Pelosi's turtle tunnels your representative would have been on record as saying, yes, I wanted to spend your taxpayer dollars on those turtle tunnels. Do you believe that you would have reelected your representative if he would have come back at a town hall and told you that he voted for Nancy Pelosi's turtle tunnels? I think you would have ripped him a new rectum. Standalone legislation in the budgetary process would kill all pork projects. It would kill, to a great extent, a lot of pet projects. And it would certainly eliminate wasteful spending because now each vote, each representative and senator's vote, holds them accountable to that specific individual issue. It removes a political tool. You don't get to marry this to that. Democrats and Republicans both are, are egregiously guilty of doing it. Defense appropriations... Okay, let's attach funding for Planned Parenthood to that, the Democrats say. Obamacare spending? Okay, let's, let's attach border security to that, the Republicans say. They will attach things to bills as amendments in order to either kill them or help them pass through. Things that are contentious politically between the two ideological factions. So... Standalone legislation removes that political tool and it also promotes transparency in government because, again, we get to see exactly how our representatives and senators vote on each individual issue. It puts them on record for this. It ends stupid spending 
And boy, if it wouldn't hobble a lot of lobbyists, because each and every piece of legislation that would go before the Senate or the House would be singular in nature and easier to understand for the average taxpayer who wants to look at why their senator or representative voted for that issue. Getting back to the government shutdown, it's not a government shutdown. Democrats and Republicans are not shutting down government. They're holding it hostage for political purposes. So when you hear the talking heads on MSNBC and CNN and Fox and all the rest of the usual suspect mainstream media outlets, remember that. This is a political play. Government doesn't have to be shut down. Government workers don't want to not go to work, although some of them are probably less enthusiastic about job performance than others. Not saying all of them, just saying some. But government doesn't have to shut down. The doors don't have to be closed. These people can go to work. It's the politicians who aren't doing their jobs. That's why they threaten to shut everything down. It is a hostage situation. And all the politicians are to blame. Let us know what you think. You can call 24-7-365 to 850-733-6353 to let us know what you think about what we talked about in this episode. You're listening to The Underground. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.